This is Video Games Considered on NPR. All video games. I'm here today uh, Brought to you in with... part by, by Fine Greek Yogurt 2%. Brought to you in part by Fine Greek Yogurt 2%. This Hi. is Video Games Considered. Uh, this show is brought to you by Squarespace, oh. uh, the website that allows anybody to make a oh. podcasting oh, website. Wow. So it's like a cannibal of websites. Like it's a website. To... Have you have you been playing any video games? Like I, I feel like, and I don't I don't say this very often, but it's never been a better time to be playing video games. Um, when I look back on it, I'm not playing video games actually, because there's only two video games I'm playing, and one of them I'm playing a lot. Well, yes. That's wow. the big. That's Monster Hunter Rise. So James, uh, everyone's everyone loves game. everyone on this podcast loves to talk about Monster Hunter Rise. I, I I know that you're new to the series. I've been uh, a longtime fan. I've been oh a, a a chronicler of these games since they came over from Japan to the PSP, and I've loved all these games, and I've never had any complaints. I've been a staunch supporter of this series and I feel like especially when I know world got you on board um but you, you fell off pretty early uh but this one is a very good monster hunter all right yeah yes it's in the top 3 uh so you've been liking this one you've been liking this one in a way that uh you haven't liked the other monster hunters and we, and we talked about this a bit a bit last week or at this point last two weeks ago uh so how have the last two weeks of monster hunter been and don't tell me anything you've already told me all right shit okay so i i i well i don't know what i said on the last podcast first of all i, go I, I, I i'm gonna I, I think i've said this uh to you in secret in private what we don't because we don't always record our conversation but I have said to you that I'm just I, th so for this one I, I'm just enjoying this so much. I'm playing this game so slowly. Uh, mostly, whenever I fight a new monster, I will fight them like I will. I will not continue doing anything other than fighting that monster like ten or so times so that I can make multiple weapons and a full gear set. Uh, sometimes that takes a really long time. For for uh, I, I I finished Mizutsune. And that took me so long to get the rare drop from it, like the the uh, plate. Yeah. Um, uh, but I ended up making a a a a, a bunch of different Mizutsune um, weapons. Yeah, that was the only one that's given me a lot of difficulty that I've had to go and go back a lot of a lot of times. Um, I I think the the uh, boss that I fought the most was Magnamalo because I like all of the aesthetics of of the set and. I feel like it's the the set. I think is at least this far, as far as the game as I've gotten. I'm up to six star um, quests. Yeah, so I'm mostly low just rank. doing doing yeah like low rank uh, the village quests. Um, and I am uh, sixty hours in. Yeah. Are uh, you, so, uh, so I think that would be pretty slow. How do you feel about like? Uh, are you okay with the fact that all your like armor is going to become invalid once you hit high rank? I mean. Don't does it like is it the basis for what you um, like upgrade? Uh, you don't upgrade armor. Oh, I mean, 
I'm just learning. You upgrade weapons. So, so like the, all the weapons and stuff that you've been like creating, those will all matter. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. I mean, I don't know anything that is ahead of what I've done. Well, there you go. Uh, so yeah, the armor sets won't really be getting you much further, uh, but the but the but the weapons all are the basis of the upgrades for the high rank weapons. Okay, good to know. I won't spend that much more time on the uh, armor sets then. Yeah. And then once you get into high rank, I think that the weapon sets will, the armor sets will start to have set bonuses. Oh, there, oh, set bonuses. Yeah, I, there's the, there's just the, like, perks thing on the, the armor, but not set bonuses, I don't think. Oh, there are set bonuses. They're just resistance. Yeah, so, so now that you've been uh, playing into the, in, into the game a little bit more, how, how are you finding, like, the armor? Are you finding it to be intuitive? Like, have you noticed, the like, the power of the different perks? Um, the, well, in this one, I think in the, a lot of, and the other monster hunters, they've, they've just said that it, it was a perk and I didn't know what that would mean. Like you could, like, I, I think more, uh, earlier down the line, it would be something like Palico Puncher and, um, there would be no indication what Palico Puncher would give you. Um, and so, so on that end, I find that intuitive. I haven't done a lot of mix sets. I do find it, uh, some of the sets kind of uh weird I, I i guess this might just be like a low level complaint but um for example mizutsune set has uh plus water damage but why would you be wearing a set there the primary resistance is against water and using a water weapon like does that that doesn't make any sense to me really because most of the time if you're going to fight in a boss that you're like i need to use this water resistance set why would you be using a water damage because bosses are almost always immune to basically whatever or they 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 nullify damage from whatever they're they're doing right so it's like a water boss that's a good point why the fuck would you have the major part of the set be adding more water damage right like you're like in in that case like you'd want to that doesn't make any sense it just plain it doesn't make any sense i I think it'll still be that like i think even in the future it's going to be that way uh, and part of that is just like it's a water monster. It does water attacks, so it gives water attack. But it makes yeah. you. If anything, it should be the... like, can give me lightning, give me positive lightning damage or something. Like because I'm going to be using a lot of times water damage monsters are going to be weak to like lightning or ice or dragon or something like that. That's a fair point, but uh, it's just not how it's done. But yeah, later on, I mean, I guess you'll see how it how it ends up. Yeah. So, um, I th- have I been to every location at this point? Probably. Yeah, yeah I would so, say I think so, there's five in the, in yeah. the start. Yeah, so... Uh, there, there might be another one in high rank, but I'm not sure. So I definitely find the locations pretty boring. Um, I think that is a, a fair complaint, and uh, I was kind of expecting locations to go somewhere a little bit more um, when, when I first started, because maybe I, I it had just been spoiled by monster hunter rise the older monster hunter games just they they i mean they were they were largely handheld and the systems couldn't handle a lot and because of that they they were extremely just basic like plains area uh cave area lava area kind of stuff like that and this although like it it i i've praised it for how like the the map is open and they're not doing the um the load screens, so I, I'm I, I'm not taking that back. Uh, and if that was the concession that needed to be made, uh, I understand. I just wish that there was a little bit more, um, like foliage or 
uh, a little bit more like heart to most areas. A lot of areas are just kind of more open. Like there's it, it like the only things that kind of differentiate them are usually like the size of it. And then there'll be like a part that has like a puddle of water that you're like, this is like the water area where like a stream is running through. Um, so I find that the, the areas uh, kind of a disappointment. Um, I haven't done much of the, I was starting to just do like the two star um, guild quests. So I haven't gone that far into uh, guild quests and I'm going to do the, uh, the, uh, the, the six star um, license quest. Uh, it's like, yeah. I forget what it is. Like Almudrin, uh, Rathalos, and Zenogar. But those let you shortcut uh, the guild quests once yeah. you do the licensing quests. So that's kind of, pr that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say that there is like some parts of the gathering hub that is like pretty lame to do yourself. Like uh, the rampage quests I, I found are not great uh, solo. Like they're fine. They're doable. They're just not as enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't done any rampages outside of the one that I was forced to do mm -hmm. as part of the story. Um, yeah. I know that they are kind of a part of the game because i th i think they give you like passives right like passives onto your weapons uh yeah yeah that they do they give yeah, you like weapon perks there's certainly some things that like i've been playing the game like i said for around like 50 to 60 hours um mm -hmm. and there's certainly some things that uh it's like basic monster hunter stuff that i guess i don't know um i don't know if it was explained or um it's just that unintuitive like stuff like the like demon charm kind of thing like why i, I know that this is a, a a complaint that people have made forever but um why are they still doing something where i have to buy these expensive charms and then they take up slots in my bag uh i'm not sure about that the uh oh, it's I, a trade-off right i mean you're trading the inventory space for the power just seems kind of a weird choice like i, I don't even know if that is an accessible like i i, I don't know i'm not even sure if that makes sense from like a gameplay standpoint um you, it's not even necessarily that you need them it's more that you, it's just annoying like i i don't know if i would ever need that all, all of the slots but it's just like it's, well, it's just you don't need all it's just like slots, why, why, why like but but if it's something that you basically like have to carry then like why is that not just in like an armor slot like something else that you would or or like its own pouch like a charms pouch or something yeah, um, that's a weird complaint. I don't know. I think I think that I I I heard, I heard this complaint from a lot of people as well. So I'm not the only one. Like I've like I, I've been watching a lot of videos on Monster Hunter, um, and I I think that's a pretty weird thing to just be like we have 20 slots or whatever, but uh, three or four of them are used up by talismans, and you can't not use them. So you'll have essentially like 16 slots. Um, the I and, I, and I, I'm also just now getting into like I I never really did much stuff in that one zone that connects to the the um the training room uh so i was just so the i just now area. did the first uh like yeah like buddy area thing where i i sent uh a palamute away on like one of those like uh phone game expedition quests and then i sent three other people away on uh an expedition quest where they get to like get different they go to like a certain area and they get uh rewards from that area um i I don't know if it ends up working out like this, but uh, I, maybe the one where you just like send, you can send away uh, three different people and like the submarine um, is is what you use to get a lot of like honey or potions because yeah. um, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm more in desperately in need of that now. Uh, 
Yeah, I, that replaces the farms from Monster Hunter World. And you can get yeah. multiple of those submarines if you do the side quests. Okay. Yeah, I haven't done much of the... Uh, like I, I'm, I, I'm supposed to do like all these like the uh, the side the requests things um, like have a bomb badgy fart take a picture of that uh, and sleeping azuros and I know that there's really strong stuff that comes from it I know that sleeping azuros is that where you get the I know one of the things oh capture a mizutsune mizutsune I think is the origami switch axe which I think is one of the better switch axes in the game or something like that. Um, so I haven't really done some of those extra things. I've mostly just been, uh, playing it really slow and just really focusing on, uh, fighting like a monster, like 10 times. Uh, and I've really liked a lot of the monster designs, especially later on. Like usually I find them like ridiculously hard in the beginning. And then I, I like that. Like when you get more mastery on them, uh, you, you start to like anticipate stuff and like, can like, it feels really satisfying getting like the run times down i really like uh the almudrin a lot the oh, yeah. the whole uh fight it's like this this uh mud monster it looks so cool it's kind of like a snake looking it's like, like a, cobra. a salamander or something right yeah i guess so but it has like that kind of like cobra wide like neck thing um yeah. but but it's like but it has uh four legs um, and just the way you fight it is so, it kind of, it has this like a really fascinating look, like this kind of gross mud beard and it, it slaps mud around with its tail and it's kind of like going diving in and out of, of mud and creating like mud walls and stuff. It's a really cool fight. And then the gear from it is like, I have no idea what it's supposed to, it doesn't look anything like the, um, actual creature. It's very like futuristic. Um, and it just looks so good. So I've really enjoyed that fight as well. Um, one of the big things that I've been trying to do is just try every single weapon. Um, yeah, this is like uh, you you never text me, which is which is sad for its own reasons. But th I'm, this I'm busy. We we hang actually, out all, all the time when I'm when we're not when I'm. But, actually... but this game has actually given you, I guess, a reason to text me, mm -hmm. which is you've been uh, just telling me about your experience with all the different weapons. Yeah, I all of them. I'm so impressed by uh, how fun. Every, every one of them that I've really put a lot of time into is, and it's, it's, it's crazy just the way that the overall monster hunter feeling of like, uh, you start out with every weapon. It's like this, you have so many choices. So you're going to like naturally, you know, as you get comfortable with controls, you're going to naturally like find one weapon to gravitate to, to spend a lot of time with. And then that's like the weapon, your comfort weapon. But, uh, going back and trying some of the other weapons, it's so insane how, they've made it's like i think it's like 14 weapons um yep. and they're so incredibly diverse that like the general way you feel is so drastically different and the switch skills and the silk bind stuff has like pushed that even even further i'm sure it was pretty crazy in generations as well um but it, it's it's been pretty crazy it's been wild to uh to spend a lot of time and just get the the use to the flow of one weapon and then go to something different like uh I, I've been playing recently with Lance, which I thought was such a wild uh, weapon. Like the the fact that you basically you, the shield is so good on it that you can really just sit up in front of the monster and and do your combos and and then like the way that the three hit combo works on it, everything about like the weapons just feels so different and something that you can put a ton of time into learning. And then there's the you know learning that that particular weapon against. A boss uh so i've just been having 
uh, uh, just a blast, like, playing with all the different weapons. The two that I haven't played with at all are Hunting Horn and Hammer. And I do want to play uh, both of those. I think that I've heard that Hunting Horn is really good in this iteration. Um, that it, that it, like, a lot of the drawbacks it used to have... It, it lost um and that it's like easier to play and doesn't require like uh did the old ones require um like certain sets of notes that you'd have to like do combos but now you kind of don't need to do that anymore interesting yeah i haven't played uh the hunting horn this time around and then for the hammer i've seen really cool stuff and like the overall play style looks pretty cool i i do think that in some cases there's some weapons that were uh, and this is this is hard to do. This is always the case with a lot of video games. Is like some of the silk binds or and or switch skills are so strong that it's like you can't have a choice. Um, and hammer it has this one um, silk bind that you uh, start out with. Like the basic silk bind that it has uh, is this this uh, thing where that you wire bug up into the air and then spin and then come down on the the enemy and it does a ridiculous oh, amount of damage. Binds like that. What? There's a lot of silk binds like that. There are a lot of silk binds like that, um, but for the they're hammer, all they, they're all they're all very fun, and they usually have one like like even though that there's a, there's a lot of um, especially basic silk binds, and, I, and that, that makes sense from a um, designer standpoint to make like the first like the usually it's like the the silk bind like the L trigger button and um, X like the top uh, button um, is the is like the wire bug jump into the air and fall down button for for like a lot of weapons and it makes sense because it's uh kind of similar to like i guess like the way like tekken does a lot of their like if like a down forward one is going to look the same on like almost every enemy on on almost every character it's like this kind of like basic style like short range poke with um like low recovery frames and so there's certain um, things that kind of translate across the board of like you 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 know that picking up another character that like pressing this direction and this button kind of re- yields this result despite what character you're playing on. So since the weapon sheathed always the uh, silk bu- like the uh, wire bug X is a upwards jump, then it makes sense to like start out most weapons that way. But they 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 almost always have a little thing that makes it um, unique. Uh, so, for example, like the sword and shield does the similar like fly up into the air and dive down. But if you hit them, you bounce up in the air and then you get a choice of like an attack, a piercing attack or a stunning attack with the shield. Um, so that and that and that is elsewhere in the kit. So like it has that sword and shield flavor with um, uh, long sword, for example, you like f- like uh, go directly down. And if you hit the enemy, it does this like delayed anime multi hit thing. Um, for hammer though, it's special thing is that it, uh, if you charge up and you do that wire, that, that silk bind, um, it, it does extra damage, uh, yeah. based on the charge. So because of it, uh, hammer, at least from what I've seen at like a high level is a lot of like charging and then doing that. Um, I don't think that's, I, I guess maybe it's not necessarily bad, but from the outside, like it, it looks like it might be cramping its style, you know, like it's like if, if it's something is so good, then like clutch claw or whatever, it like feels like you have to do it all the time. And that's, yeah. and that's not what you want. You like the whole purpose of the switch skills should have, you know, is to, uh, inject personality and like flavor into. Yeah. The... So, so you've, you've been trying out all the weapons and, and, you know, I've been, in this series for a long time so so i've seen a lot of the weapons like change uh but i'm curious like 
Uh, I would almost consider this to be, it's not your first Monster Hunter, but I would almost consider it to be like your first Monster Hunter. It is uh, because it is that. because the because in most other Monster Hunters, I haven't gotten far or loved it as much. Um, I, like, let's say the, the furthest I'd ever gotten in a Monster Hunter is like six to ten hours, right? Um, World, I think I did like 40 um but also in a lot of those other ones i wasn't replaying the same fights i was yeah. um uh doing one fight and usually continuing on and i almost always picked one thing and stuck to it and i think so, in world it was just all like insect glaive yeah so so now that you've seen everything like how are you finding the di like what weapons would you say uh you're most interested in um so Which ones I, are you liking the most oh, so i have a i have a short list uh I, like i said I, I haven't done uh hunting horn or hammer yet and I, I think this is the kind of thing where... Have you done both bowguns? Uh, I have done both bowguns, but for like one fight each. Uh, okay. And that's at the bottom of my list. I, I, I don't think that... Th this is... Wow. It was crazy to do um, to do a list because um, I guess people who like the series... Uh, like, it's it's fun to do lists, and it's obviously... Uh, but it, it really is like... Uh, everything is so close to me that... that uh, I, I I'm not spending a, a ton of time with with one weapon or the other, and I'm enjoying them so much. And usually, like I, the more I spend time with one of the weapons, I will like find something that makes it even more fun, or look into it a little bit more. Like I I was playing with Gun Lance for a little bit, and liking the general like this like basic combo is doing the the X B B and then B, which is the it's like the poke double blast and wyvern uh like wyvern sting thing but then you were talking about how there's a better combo in like x x and a uh for the overhead and then if you press b it detonates all of your of your your charges um it blasts your cash it blasts your cash and then you can also follow up that with a wyvern sting so that change so so like just doing that uh, more and um trying to uh and did you look, get the, the move that lets you fly um, I didn't get the move that, get, that lets me fly, but oh, I did get the switch on. skill that lets me uh, do the slide. So the so so I was but, playing but a little. You've seen it. You've seen it though, right? I have like, seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Around. It looks crazy. I've seen people like just just basically become like a, a uh, tie fighter. But uh, some of those like like so there's a there's a good example of a good switch skill that could go either way. Um, you could see people liking the the first one that you have, which is the wire bug down, um, which is exactly what we were talking about before, a wire bug up in the air. And then for that one, when you come down, you reload your um, your 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 stock of the the charges. And when you come down all the way, when you land on the ground, it um, exha it exhausts it like or it like um, cools down the wyvern explosion, the the wyvern fire, whatever, um, which is like a, this massive part of the gun uh this is like massive explosion and like one of the big things you can do especially like in a big knockdown or the when the uh monster sleeping so you can see um both that and the sliding forward uh attack with hyper armor uh that charges up uh d deals more damage um to with your uh charges and your wyvern sting both being a pretty interchangeable like kind of a uh, a good choice either way uh, so that's a really like uh, I love that weapon. So yeah, you know, for every weapon that I've like spent a little bit more time on, I've usually gotten something out of it in return. Um, and I can tell that there's like obviously a massive skill ceiling to them. And watching people play uh, the really high level that are doing like 
the uh, solo guild quests for like the really high rank monsters. Yeah. Um, so what are you? You say you've been watching stuff. What have you been? Uh, what have you been watching? Um, some of like the people who do tutorials, especially. I've been. I was watching today some uh, Japanese players doing solo runs on on certain monsters, like uh, doing like basically like time attacks, um, where they're uh, trying to get the monster down solo in like five minutes. Um, yeah. And and those are usually crazy. It's like just they they're like almost never getting hit, obviously, and they're just doing everything so perfectly, and they're still managing to just like constantly be hitting them every second. Um, and I've also watched a lot of different tutorials. There's a couple different people who have tutorials. I like er- er- Eric's. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and there's a few others that I can't think of right away. So I've been watching. Gaijin Gai- Hunter is the, yeah, Gaijin is the Hunter. Um, it because it's been like they all have that little like you want to know um, the intricacies intricacies to it. Like a lot of the weapons have such minor intricacies that if you're not aware of them. Um, you, you don't know what you should be doing um and it feels pretty awkward so so it's been important to like watch one of those videos and then try and get comfortable on a, on an easier monster and then try and fight a, a more difficult monster with with what i've learned so so far what i have is i put the bow guns last uh i haven't i didn't experiment with them like i said like i haven't played with them a lot and everything that i've done i liked a lot so there's so it's not even like that i can't even say that like i hated them at all and if and if i got more into uh, playing with them and then stocking up on the different types of uh, ammo and uh, being quicker with that, changing that and being more comfortable with it. I think I could ima- I could imagine uh, liking those a lot. Uh, for the for my tenth slot, I have bow. So just both the range things. I bow seems really wow. strong, um, but my experience with it was firstly that I like had a real ton of difficulty using it against Magnamalo. I beat Magnamalo the first time with dual blades without ever getting carded and i just kind of like rushed him down and had no problems and then with bow i i i couldn't i i like he was just i I couldn't figure out what i should be doing um and it felt like i wasn't doing a lot of damage and um having to i don't know if there's a way to uh set this up but like i'm very poor right now so buying the other types of ammo it was kind of a detriment and then i would forget to like do that and then a lot of like having to get all the other types of ammo um before every time that i would do a hunt kind of was a a pain when when like other weapons don't have to deal with that so i'm gonna put more time into i just made the almudrin bow so i'm gonna i'm gonna play more with bow that's like my next thing uh to do a little while before i i'm gonna i made a good hammer that i still haven't played with uh great sword is after that i really like great... sure this is a short list this is everyone i really is like great sword um i really really like great sword it's so fun and but i it just lower on this list for because the other things i like more um and i also love the great that the great sword has this like power sheathing thing i feel like i could never play great sword again be, until it has an ability like this because it's a dash and it it sheets your sword which is the entire play style is like doing a charge and then running away so it helps you do that. Uh, Insect Glaive is eight. I, Insect Glaive is historically like one of my favorites, and I still really like it a lot. But it almost just feels so weird and disconnected from like any of the other weapons. I don't know if I feel like I don't know what people's opinion on that weapon uh, in the series since it's come uh, over uh, is, or if people feel like it's kind of like a cheating weapon. I feel like it 
um, is kind of weird because you you don't really think about the normal things the other people are worried about because uh, you spend so much time just like bouncing around and in the air uh, that uh, you don't have to learn attack patterns as much and you can just be more like ridiculous. Uh, Charge Blade is my seven. I really like Charge Blade a, a ton and that was actually another weapon that I've spent a lot of time playing with in past Monster Hunters. But uh, it's just like a little weird and like clunky, despite how much I I love it and like use it and like the um the discharge the element the amped elemental discharge is like one of the coolest feelings. But um uh, setting up that like juggling the plates to like get all the files and then charge the shield and then get all files and then charge the sword and then do amped elemental discharge sometimes like it's a lot. It's a payoff, but it's a lot for it. Um, then Lance, I've been really liking Lance. I just want to spend more time with Lance. Uh, it's crazy that it's like the one that gets you to sit around in front of, like, I feel like I'm a boss when I'm using the Lance that you can just sit in front of the, the, the monster. Then Longsword. I know a lot of people think Longsword is, is also a pretty like scummy weapon because it has like a lot of like invincibility frames, but it, it is, I feel like it's like one of the most smooth to use. Um, and I've really liked it. Sword and Shield, I could imagine being my favorite weapon, um, right now I just have it as four, but it, I, I, every time I use it, I love it. It's like the best like Swiss army knife thing. And I love how, uh, it feels, it feels like it's the fastest of, of any weapon other than dual blades. Um, then I have dual blades, which has been my most successful thing. Uh, I basically never get carded on this. I don't know if other people also feel similar to that. I feel like, do you feel like that's a fair weapon, dual blades? Yeah, of course. It feels insane. Like I, 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 I hate like, them personally. I feel like I cannot ever get hit. I'm, I'm never getting hit using that weapon. I feel like I'm a full on like idiot using it. Like the, the basic, um, in demon mode, uh, using a strong attack like launches you up, and then uh, if you time it right, you can do a light attack, and then if you do a heavy attack and you hit kind of on the top of the monster, they like spin and carve up like they like. You, like, breakdance on their back and, like, go all the way down their spine, like, cutting it up. Like, some attack on tight. It's crazy. And it does so much damage. And I feel like it's, like, the monster can never keep up with how fast the dashing and everything is. I just feel like it's, like, out of control. The only reason... It, it, it's It's been my, by far, most successful. Like, if I, if I had to... if I, I feel like in a lot of cases, if it was, like, I have to fight a monster that I'm not comfortable with, I usually just do dual blades. Um, because I almost never get hit using it. Um, then I have Gunlance, which is definitely one of the dopest weapons. It's so cool. And learning that the, the way that the combo that is optimal in this game, uh, works is one of, is so satisfying. Um, and it has so many, and it like, it also like, I, I feel like it's one of the most diverse weapons in the game. Like it has Wyvern fire, this big charge up thing for when the monster is sleeping. Um, or you get like a crazy opportunity. It has like great uh regular damage with like big numbers um it has like everything it has some safety it has like it's not the slowest weapon um it has such a fun weapon and right now my favorite i think uh overall that i just have some of the most fun with is switch axe because uh that uh first of all uh, a lot of that might come from the fact that the first like wire bug thing you get for it is invincible gambit which is this like massive it's like one of the furthest it might be the furthest traveling like forward dash in the game it's like this massive dash forward um that is completely 
like you you can't get knocked out of it. You take damage, but you can't right, get knocked out of it. To be fair, the the furthest traveling dash in the game is the uh, the blast from Gunlands. That's Go true. On. Um, oh, but I also of which you could train three. I do want to be you could chain three of those back to back and fly around. But, but yeah. go on. Um, well, I haven't gotten that yet. Uh, but but yeah, the, the that that thing makes me like that weapon a lot. Um, the overall like feeling the look of that weapon it has always been really cool. But uh, the because the designs in Rise are so so good, um, I, I feel like it took it way further. The in World, um, the way that the Switch Axe looks is that there's basically like you can imagine they made a basic iron metal version of this axe that flips over and transforms into a greatsword. And then basically when you would kill a monster and make a new switch axe, it would be that metal thing, but you killed a monster that had like feathers on it. So it'd have feathers on it, but it always just kind of looked like the same. And this one, they yep. made them look so different. So like the designs are, You're they've gone going back to older designs. Like this yep. is, these are, these are historically what the designs had looked like. And they actually dumbed them down for world weird. But, uh, they, so these That's are, weird. these are some of the best looking of the weapons that I've seen, um, in the game for, uh, and the overall play style of it, I find so fun. Um, I think originally you were like, uh, it kind of hurts it that it has the um, the dash forward that builds up gauge on the axe because then you can spend more time using the greatsword. I don't think that's necessarily true. Because I think it hurts the personality of the weapon a bit. I, 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 I think so. I can imagine. Can you switch off that? Because I don't, I don't end up using that that much. I already build up enough gauge uh, attacking with the, the axe anyway um, that like I, I don't fully... Um, consider that and because you're so slow in greatsword um, and it's it's much like clunkier I, I usually find myself like in axe a lot of the time until I get like a big opportunity that I'm comfortable and then I switch to, to, to the greatsword so uh, I don't really yeah I don't really find that to be I'm, I'm, I'm really not using that as much I'm also usually when I have cooldown on the wire bugs I'm using a lot of like invincible gambit because uh, I I just feel like for whatever reason you always I can get like big hits on it when the monster is in the middle of doing something that otherwise would be dangerous that I have to care about and I've gotten like a ton of stuns that way a ton of like knockdowns based on like the monster is charging up something that I would have to like sheath a weapon and run but I'm just like an invincible gambit forward and even if I get hit by the first part I'm going to like slap it in the face and like maybe knock it over while uh it's doing this thing so yeah that's that's what I've uh, thought so far. I can, it's just hard to stress how much that like every weapon is so fun. So where I kind of land on all this is that I really wish there were um, something in the game that was like uh, on the next hunt um, you get uh, b double money or something if you use a greatsword. Uh, and it was like a randomized thing. You know how you know how um, Hades did a bonus to using a certain weapon. So because of it, it was like the weapons felt diverse. But you never had to pick because I would basically just go with whatever one they're saying gets the bonus. Um, yeah, and a lot of people just like to play the one weapon. Though. <clears throat> so I, I yeah I could see that being like a detriment for me. It almost I just really kind of wish that there was like maybe if it was like such a minor bonus that you didn't have to think about it. If it was something like um uh, gets you like one point five times the amount of like money. That's it at the end of nothing, no bonus, anything else, just like an extra half of whatever you made um 
that it would be like this minor incentive, but it would feel like like for someone who is, wants to play all the weapons a lot and is not sticking to anyone, um, I, I feel like I would want something that like just pushes me in like a direction. Isn't isn't the joy its own reward? I guess so. I mean, it has been uh, just so fun to, to see some of the weapons opening up a little bit more. Um, because in the beginning, a lot of times, uh, even if I use the training room a little bit, it, it just feels horrible using the weapons. They feel so bad and clunky. Uh, the first time I used a lance against uh, Mizutsune, it, uh, it, I, I think I fainted like twice. And it was like I barely ended up beating it. And it felt like pretty bad. Um, and then the more I just got used to um, either sheathing it or doing the dash attack to relocate and just like all, being really careful to always have the shield up or especially doing the um, like this like invincible counter a lot. And then I started getting more like aggressive and just always attacking and then just countering whenever I was going to get hit instead of even shielding. And I just like that weapon just got really crazy. So I, did, it's, I felt like that for every weapon uh, that they're not really that fun at first. They're kind of clunky. And then as you stop thinking about it and you get more comfortable with it, um, it just gets so much fun and like so rewarding. My favorite weapon actually is the, do you know? Do you know off the top of your head my favorite weapon? I would, I, I would think you you like, I know you like bow a lot. Um, That's the bow. That's right. Okay. The bow is my favorite weapon. The bow is the weapon that I don't cart with. Uh, that I rarely even, I usually will finish a bow mission without getting hit. Uh, I just love the weapon. It feels like like I always have an option. The, the bow it is also a weapon where it never feels like I have to, oh, I'm, I'm, my whole basis of play is around landing this one move. And sometimes that's what it feels like when I'm doing like, uh, gun lance where it's like, oh, well, I'm always trying to do like, uh, the wyvern stake or something. But, but for bow, all of the options feel so viable and so powerful uh, that that I really I, that's what I like about it. And also just that different bows actually feel so different because of the way that different coatings will be enhanced and uh, and the way that they have different shots where there's like the spread bows, the pierce bows. I just got a spread uh, bow. Rapid, I just got the, the rapid fire bows, and then. <clears throat> Bows have changed so much uh, throughout, like uh, the Monster Hunter life cycle. Back in a gener, back in a Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, uh, which was on like uh, the 3DS and the and the Wii U, there was this one bow that was so insanely overpowered, uh, and they actually brought it back for for generations, which is kind of cool. But it, it's called uh, the Kelvy Slingshot, and it actually doesn't fire uh, bolts; it fires pellets. And the thing that made it special is that it had a level three spread on with zero charge and it dealt slime damage. So you actually wouldn't be dealing damage uh, with the attacks. You would actually just be dealing damage based on how quickly it could build up uh, slime and then blow up. It's, slime has now been replaced by a blast, blast or hell blight in this game. Uh, but yeah, that, that was far and away. Like, I, I love the bow. The bow has like changed a lot, but it's still like my favorite. I also, with that, I would also say that probably my second favorite is uh, the light bow guns. Uh, for the same reason, like, they just feel so different. Uh, like, they they let you... It always feels good. Like, every party kind of needs... Like, if you're going to run a guild, guild rank quests, every party needs a gunner. Because the gunners are... 
it, it's not even about the damage. It's about like the kind of support that they can provide by like dishing out like so many status ailments. Like they're they're so mobile. They're able to pull like aggro in like the opposite direction of where people are. Uh, that that it just like feels really great. Um, and, and also like the heavy bow gun. Once you get used to it, is probably the most damage in the game. I mean, you would probably know better than I would with like speed running because you've been looking into that. But historically, heavy bow guns have been like the de facto damage dealers. Like that is where the most damage in the game comes from is heavy bow guns usually. I guess that's probably true in the case that uh, it's a um, like team um, and that you have someone else that is like the enemy isn't paying attention and you're just able to like lay down tons of shots without uh, picking up. Like, uh, uh, sheathing the bow gun. Well, uh, well, in high-level play, the monster is usually perma-stunned anyway, right? Like, that's... The, the high-level play is based around the monster mostly being stuck. Hmm. Well, I, I was watching solos and where, where that's not the case. Um, and then yeah. for, for me, obviously, that's not the case. Yeah, but I, I love those. Uh, in terms of melee weapons, my favorite is probably the Switch Axe also. Um, but it is... It, I, I find it, like... I, almost like a disservice to choose like it feels like bad to to try to choose just because i i think that all the weapons are like terrific in their own right and you and you kind of got into why like it it feels bad to pick one especially like i i every weapon for me has like a history of like there was a period or a game where i really focused on that like uh uh, in world i i played like lance on pc i played the switch axe when i was um I played Switch Axe on PS4. Um, the ch the Charge Blade I I played a bit on PC as well. Like I I've sort of played everything. The Great Sword I've played a ton of. The the one that I never really got into was Long Sword. I don't know. Just can't get into it. Can't play Yasuo either. Yeah, I find that one like every one, all of them feel. It's it's it is just really astounding how different they feel and actually. They could look and feel different, but the, it's crazier that the more you play, the more different that they actually get. Um, and the kind of the things that you're looking for and your overall, um, like the ways that you look towards different openings or, or how much damage you can do in a different time frame or like just kind of everything that you look for and the way you act kind of changes with the, depending on the type of weapon. Uh, I think Longsword is really dope and I've been, I have been playing a lot of it. Um, and I think it's the weapon that I've made the most of. I've crafted the most long swords. Well, they um, do look cool. They they look really cool. Um, they are pretty basic. Uh, from like like I know e even not knowing the enemy very well, kind of what I want to do. I feel like it's the most uh, dark Soulsian um, weapon because you you run pretty fast with it out, uh, and you have a lot of different areas of um. Like when they sheath, uh, they they have a invincible like kind of like counter thing. Um, that if you time it right, so a lot of it is like similar to Dark Souls or something where it's like just dodge rolling or sheathing to do the invincible uh, thing and building up uh, this meter to like keep doing uh, more damage. It's like it's like such a basic but like always working weapon. Like you just feel like you can always just keep getting damage down uh, on them, and it's very it kind of is like very flashy. Um, especially the new abilities they've added have like pushed it more into its weeaboo nature. 
Um, there's one that, uh, like I said before, there's one where, where you fly up in the air and you come down and then it does like this like anime multi-hit that is delayed. And then the more, even more anime one is like a huge dash forward, kind of similar to what I was saying with the switch axe. Um, but if anything, if you connect at all with it, um, it, it, uh, it does like a ridiculous amount of multi-hits and trying to like land that on like a critical point or like hit someone's head with it and then get this like massive multi-hit that is like all critical, uh, pays off like so huge like you did and, it, and it's so anime like because they you fly forward you hit them and then you resheath and the first hit it like happens immediately so you, you'll see like a crit on the head and then almost always like because they resheath i just start running at them because they take the monster will like take so much damage in the delayed hits that like a lot of times they get knocked over um so it just it feels great uh i the my list is almost entirely um based on the amount of time that i played most of the weapons yeah. that's mm -hmm. that's like really the defining factor to to this um just that the more time that i spent playing with them the more time the more i've gotten out of them i just i'm so impressed by them like it is so cool it's it feels weird to me that there are people who really um pick because at, at this point it feels like they're so fun that that like my my usual thought is like is like building. If I find a new monster, uh, when like whenever I find a new monster and I want to keep doing that monster, uh, keep finding that monster to make more weapons and armor. Um, usually, what I want to do is like try a bunch of different weapons on it, and like that's been uh, been the thing that's made me have the most fun. Path of Exile. Let's talk about <laughs> it. So, uh, we don't give a lot of uh, credit to Path of Exile, uh, and I think that it's finally time that we start talking about this small independent game. Made in New Zealand, uh, you know, I went there for my um, honeymoon. I incidentally, this really is the episode there, of, of giving time to games that we just never give time to, right? Incidentally, there was a there was actually a Path of Exile convention uh, that was going on uh, while I was in New Zealand. I I popped in there, uh, you know, met Say the hi. met the met the lead developer, the founder of Grinding Gear Games, have Chris his Wilson. signature, ha have his signature of a of his. Uh, framed in my room above me uh path of exile so the new league came out uh 3.14 pi league uh ultimatum and it launched and it was maybe the worst uh path of exile launch in recent history uh just just the actual launch experience uh there were some real uh server issues uh, that 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 essentially made it so that the day the game released and and people always make like you know people get excited for these uh for for a launch day because everyone gets excited you you know ever, the whole economy starts anew people start racing to the end game and, and it was really a, a bummer because there were just like constant disconnects the servers couldn't keep up there was like a problem in the way that uh, the data from the last league was migrated to the new league. Uh, and they, they fixed it. Like it, it, this only lasted for a day, but it was a really sour experience. Uh, one of one of the things that really bothered people was the um, uh, there was a priority queue uh, for streamers where essentially they didn't have to wait in line when the servers went back down. And, and people got really upset about this, which, by the way, I think it's ridiculous that people got upset about this. And I think that abs absolutely, totally, 100% makes sense to me. Uh, that streamers uh, should be the first ones in there. And the reason for that is GGG, Grinding Gear Games, is paying some of these streamers to play the game, right? Like, uh, for example, Shroud, 
was uh, paid to do a sponsored spot. And if, if he can't get in, that's like terrible optics for the game. Uh, you could just imagine like his chat being like WTF is this game, like uh, waiting, you know, line simulator, yada, yada. So, so obviously it makes sense that they would want to take care of the people who are like streaming the game because they literally paid the people to play it. And, and these are also the people who are the ambassadors of this game. And they don't want to show those people uh, in, you know, waiting in queue if they, if they can help it. And then people like there were all these threads about like streamer priorities is bullshit. We there were people saying that because of streamers getting in early, that they were going to get a jump start on the economy, and that the entire uh, league should be reset because it would cause an uneven economy. Which which is in, people are way too crazy about this, and and I have to feel like the only people who actually think like that the entire league should be reset are people who are selling currency for real world money because otherwise it makes zero sense to me. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of weird stuff. I had I, I, some streamer was like the world's not fair um like like we get to play it because, because and that's just how that works and then he like had to like it was like Twitch clipped and he had to take that down or something and whatever people... he got banned for exploiting yeah, I mean, but but his point isn't really wrong. I mean, his 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 point isn't wrong, but and like, sh- sh- I I mean, I I think that streamers absolutely should be like should be able to skip the line. It's nice to have it's... a good day of a launch, but um, it, it it is a little insane to me how uh people will like take off for um days of like the first like wow the first day of like a wow expansion or something, and it's usually. A shit show because it's the highest that it's everyone wants to be on more than usual and they all want to be on at the same time and this obviously causes like a server load that basically will never happen until the next um expansion like this happens with a lot of games um so it's not entirely surprising for what it's worth though the last couple of launches have been perfect yeah. like have been straight up perfect so i mean i i had this day off i i had it off because it was my birthday weekend so i took it off and i figured hey, i've got the day off anyway may as well just uh play the new path of exile league uh but you know it was fine i i didn't play very much that day i played valorant instead and then the next day i i got in there and that was totally fine for me it it, it is just like the community of all video games is terrible some communities are better but but it is weird to me how as Path of Exile has become more popular, the community has just gotten way worse, like way more vitriolic. Is that like weird? Way nastier. Like, like weird? I guess not. Like I I, I just kind of miss the days when everyone like like when the community was like so excited about the game and and like people have I don't know. I think like, that I, I well, I feel like we've talked about this, and especially with yeah. something recently. But it, it is, it is without question, uh, it it is a like one hundred percent chance, um, like it is a foregone conclusion that the larger something will get, the uh, the shittier the community gets, and and a lot of that is just like no hearing the vote, like the the vocal people being assholes, um, like or just assholes being the loudest, so they're in like for every five fans there's one of them that is like a huge asshole and takes the game too seriously and 
is like, I'm fuck GGG. I'm never gonna play this game again because I fucked up so bad. And like, they they don't deserve any of your money. Don't buy anything. Don't play this league and yell at them and death threat them. And like, the other four people are quiet. So you don't. So it's just it's that that makes things difficult. That just always happens, you know. Just the larger you get, the, you're gonna find voices that you disagree with. Yeah, like one of one of the top reviews on Steam right now is uh, forty eight hundred hours played does not recommend the game. Yeah, that always like, is funny to me. It's like what you you are mortal and you will die someday. And if you've played anything for forty eight hundred hours, that is like truly insane to me. That, that it is beyond is beyond thought. It is like the sweatiest, weirdest thing for that. Like this is such like a bizarre nerd die on a hill thing to to be like. I've spent the last five years waking up and playing this game with all of my free time, and I am here to tell you that it sucks. Fuck this game. Like, what is that? That's so weird yeah. to me. Yeah, it is outrageous. Um, but in terms of the actual game, uh, so the league mechanic is really cool. Um, it's essentially like a push your luck mechanic where, uh, you will like find uh, path of exile, by the way, is an action RPG in which, uh, you choose one of seven classes and then you level up Diablo style, finding loot and improving your character builds. Path of exile is infamous for its, uh, diverse range of, of build opportunities with limitless potential. But anyways, uh, so the new league mechanic is essentially you will find the trial master out out and about in every map that you go into uh, who will present you an item and essentially he will say, pick a pick one of these uh, modifiers. It's like a skull. Pick one of these modifiers um, that will happen. So like there will be like frozen pustules or uh, burning skulls that will attack you or like a cloud of miasma. And if if you can get through the challenge, kill the monsters while this modifier is active, I'll give you the reward. So after you complete a wave, uh, you can then choose to get an additional reward by adding an additional modifier, or you can vault. So, and, and this keeps happening where he will progressively give you more and more rewards, but if you lose, then you essentially lose all of the things that you could have gotten. So it's just like this push-your-luck mechanic, uh, which is really cool because it is like this this pretty challenging piece of content that is available for everyone. Like the amount of money that you can make is good. Uh, it's not intrusive. It, it just feels like a very simple and effectively done league mechanic. And in the midst of this, like like I, I think like the main thing that you would come back to Path of Exile for is the reward rebalance that they've done on every... Pretty much every former league mechanic has been like rebalanced uh, with with better loot. So, for example, in the uh, labyrinth, like the labyrinth was this like very difficult dungeon, but at the end of it, you got to uh, enhance a piece of your armor that would essentially like chain like provide really strong benefits to one of your abilities. The issue with it is that there's like 200 different abilities. So, like, it would randomly give you a reward from one of those 200, and now they made it so that uh, you get multiple of them to choose from, and you can also choose, like, instead of getting, like, an an ability buff, now you can get, like, a a buff to your boots, which, like, changes, like, move speed options or critical hit options or things like that. 
Um, and, and they've just kind of taken that philosophy and, and ran with it like across all the old like mechanics. They've essentially like rebalanced a bunch of things that felt bad before. Uh, for example, there is this other league mechanic called Incursion, uh, where you would essentially like build a dungeon, and then at the end of like uh, this long arc, you would get to run the dungeon that you built and get the rewards. But now what they did is they made it so that you could take that dungeon and they give it to you as an item. So that if like maybe your character is not equipped to handle the dungeon or there are rewards in the dungeon that you want to save for later, you get to itemize the reward and then you can run it at a later time or you could sell it. Um, so so they've, they've done a lot of smart things like that. They've introduced... As they always do, they introduced like some new builds. So this league, they've introduced um, like a, a sort of a a blood, like a, a blood archetype, where essentially like your character is using like their blood to attack. Sort of like that. Uh, I think it was like a Full Metal Alchemist character, right? Who essentially like could use blood alchemy. There was, and then like so so that that is sort of what they've gone with where there are these new abilities called like exsanguinate and um that are that that essentially like are you're sacrificing your life force and it's just like attacking the enemies with like these blood tendrils and these like waves of blood and so that's pretty cool i haven't been playing those i i actually took this league to uh try something completely different that i've never really played before uh which is like a slower character so i'm playing this um Val Ground Slam Slayer. And the way that it works is they have these war cries, and when you war cry, it makes it so that your next like three to five abilities become very powerful. So after I use like Intimidating Cry, the next three abilities I use uh, will do double damage. So instead of stacking like a lot of attack speed, you want to forego attack speed and instead invest all of your energy and power into just doing one large hit and they also reworked one of these abilities uh vol ground slam because in the vol vol abilities are like this sort of like super abilities that you have to like charge up to use but the caveat of them is that you can't use them uh with war cries because that would be really powerful right because they're like these charge up abilities and then you would be able to like get double damage on that and that wouldn't be considered like you know, you know, it just doesn't work with like the philosophy until now, uh, until because now. now, because now Val Ground Slam specifically can be exerted as though it is not a Val skill. So, and you can also charge up to four of them at once. So you can charge up a bunch of these Val Ground Slams, which they now let you charge up off of bosses. It used to be off of just like killing regular monsters, but now you can charge them by attacking bosses, which means that Val skills are now viable. Uh, for single target uh but now you can like do an exert and do like these really like powerful vol ground slams and it is uh just something very different from what i've been playing in the past which are usually like these very like fragile spell casters who like uh you know they're running away and they do a lot of damage but if enemies get to them they'll die and like this character, like the enemies are just like swarming all around me and I'm just like doing these war cries and then like hitting the ground once and then like everything just like explodes. Uh, and, and so that's been really satisfying and different from what I usually play. And my luck has been pretty good. Um, I, I feel like the more that I play Path of Exile, the the luckier I get. 
And and that's because well, that's you're playing. It's it's not about luck. It's about playing efficiently. So my my play has just been really efficient. But at the same time, Path of Exile is a game where I've played it for over eighteen hundred hours, and I'm still learning new things. Uh, which which is still crazy. Like I've never really worked with war cries, but now that I'm using them, I'm thinking about like ways that I could be leveraging these in other types of builds that I've gone. So it, it's just been really good. I'm starting my second character now that I've amassed like a like a pretty good amount of currency. So uh, this is maybe the most excited I've been to play Path of Exile, um, probably since Betrayal League. So probably over the like. In the last like year or so, like year and a half, this is the most fun I've had with Path of Exile. Um, just because I feel like now that the rewards are rebalanced, it feels like there's like a real freedom to do what I want uh, and get rewarded for it. Like there are certain mechanics that I that I absolutely love doing that maybe the community doesn't find as popular. Um, and, and and so yeah, so, so that's been that's been really good for me. And and it is so weird to just go to like the reddit and see all of these people like complaining ab about the game when it's just like it, it's just fun and it's like they change it all the time like they did like a good round of balance patches people are really upset because their balance this this time around was more nerf than it was buff that always bothers mm. people but sometimes that's important i, I like even it it, it really pe was people think about i think uh, people think in such basic terms of like something is strong, so it's fun usually because it's strong. Um, and uh, there's always been the like, why don't you just um, buff the other things to make them more fun rather than taking away some of the other fun? And that's all well and good, but that gets like increasingly difficult, especially when you deal with like large quantities of things. I know that like League, League has had this problem for a while where uh, this exact kind of thing happens to the community. Like a character is pretty fun. Um, and then they keep getting nerfed or whatever. And it's like, what, why are you taking this, you know, the fun away when you could be buffing something else, but there's like almost 200 or whatever characters. Now you can't, when, when you have as many skills there are in, in path, sometimes the healthiest thing to do is like take something down a little bit. And even if it means that people won't look at it, um, as much, uh, there's always a chance that like that opens up all these other things, all these other options that makes the game a little bit more diverse instead of just having, it's hard, it's a hard balancing act. Obviously like it sounds better to the community just to buff things rather than nerfing it. Yeah, also, like, there is so much power in Path of Exile that everything is viable. Mm -hmm. You can make anything work because there's so much power. And this, like, season in particular, they've lowered the floor on a lot of it so that, like, it is now much easier for people to get to, like, a mid-tier power level where it used to be really, like, people would get to maps and then they wouldn't know where to go. Like, they wouldn't know, like, how to get to, like, the next power spike. <sighs> Sorry, I'm very yawny. They wouldn't know how to get it's to the next power spike. Your bedtime. But now, like, drops, like, the way that they've changed, like, drops and, like, the way that they've changed, like, well loot. They have, like, this well-rolled loot system where, like, certain rewards will net you loot that is just, like, it's rolled better. Like, it's rolled with a bunch of stats that, like, all are synergistic. It's built different. Like, well-rolled loot would give you, like like spell damage and it would give you casting speed like it's sort of built with the idea of like these are spellcaster items that you're supposed to use for a spellcaster or like this is a fire item it has a bunch of fire mods on it at once 
And this is something that they've been like integrating into the game for different um, reward types. And as that becomes more prevalent, uh, it's easier to get to like red maps for everyone. So you could be using a build that hasn't gotten buffed in a while, and and you and you're still likely going to get through the game if you know what you're doing. Uh, so it feels really good, but it also like feels so weird to me that so many people are complaining. Uh, it was also I was I always whenever a new league comes out, I usually watch um, videos from popular streamers. Um, and path by people about um, the top five league builds. I always do this. Um, usually it's a kind of an upsetting video because um, just the way path is built, it's usually like, here's five pretty common builds that um, work, that work uh, you know, in this league, in the last league, in the last league before that. And they've been trying to nerf them, but they're still really good. And uh, they're usually nothing about them that like really separates them uh, that much. But where I was going with this is that uh, a lot of those usually have one or two um, builds that were actually like nerfed um, in that league. And one of the b big reasons that they that streamers still like talk about that is because um, because path is so based off of a like global economy, um, the price of uh, the the armor and weapons for a recently nerfed build like goes way down because it becomes like kind of toxic. Like people just, end up saying like oh whatever kind of nerf happened like it's gonna suck now i want to try something out different because this thing got slightly nerfed it's probably shit i don't want to try it um and because of that it means that like the whole build gets so much cheaper so you can get to like the you can get some of the more higher level crazier things for a uh recently nerfed build than you than you would for a popular uh build that that has that is really in the community's eye yeah absolutely true um, but I've been having fun. Yeah, I don't have any complaints about it. I've been digging it after the first, like, issues with it. Um, so I'm on to my second character now, which is actually going to be, like, a Ignite build, uh, which I play, I play a lot of, like, Elementalist, which is a caster, but I'm actually doing Burning Arrow. So I'm going to be playing an Archer spellcaster, which should be fun. That's pretty cool. So you don't want to send Chris Wilson a, Wilson a death threat, I guess? Uh, absolutely not. All right. I wish them the best. And Path of Exile 2 looks great. I, that was what I was almost kind of waiting to talk about. Um, uh, I've recently been really excited for Path of Exile 2. Like, it is maybe one of the most, um, if not the most, uh, uh, exciting thing uh, on the horizon for me. Uh, I, I have Path of Exile, I think, is, like, tied for my most played Steam game. It's like, and I and I haven't played it nearly as much as you. I've played it in, like, 400 hours or so. Um, and I've always really liked it. Uh, I have these like kind of minor complaints uh, that I've that I've said before on the show, um, and but the, one of the biggest ones that I just cannot overlook at this point is that um, as far as like animations and the way that the game looks, um, and also the general like impact usually of abilities, I feel like Path is really showing its age these days. Um, uh, Blizzard has done a phenomenal job. Like the thing that Diablo had over Path, other than um, class, like uh, that that kind of like class diversity and that, that like um, that like class feeling, um, is how impactful and cool the uh, the animations are, and like how much better they feel versus like a lot of the um, the Path animations. Because um, path animations get kind of like wonky. They're these old models, um, and when they're doing them quickly, they just kind of speed up in this like inhuman, bizarre way. Uh, but the Path of Exile two trailer that recently happened, other than just looking like gorgeous, like it looks so good. I didn't think that it would actually be on par with Diablo, 
but it 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 is like like uh, it looks maybe I could I I think it might actually kind of look better than Diablo Four, um, but it, and it also showcases a ton of um, way better animations, and it looks like it really has that kind of like impact added onto uh, the spells and abilities and like uh i you you were mentioning like this sounds like such a small thing but for some people who love video games i i can imagine understanding why this is such a big deal but for um path there's there's only one um in in the original path or the one that's playing playable right now there's only one kind of walking animation um and when you get more and more speed they just like speed it up to this like bizarre mechanical thing where where it just it doesn't look right at all it just kind of looks goofy and it's uh, it's it's kind of what I'm talking about of like how the kids just has not aged well. Uh, but for uh, Pat two, you got to, you got a chance to play a little bit while you were uh, in New Zealand, and you said that that uh, they have different animations. They have different animations for um, speeding up, uh, and so they can they, like these kind of things are really like smoothing out and making like the presentation look a lot better. Yeah, that's very exciting. It's also cool that that you that um uh. The, they're adding a little bit more diversity to the way that the weapons feel. Um, I like I, I usually in Path like the weapons are kind of just um, stats in in most cases. They don't like have a different feeling to them, but but they've been added. But I guess the weapons in Path of Exile Two have like different kind of like major animations or aspects to their to the way they work. Like lances are like a physical ranged weapon that they're throwing, um, and they have like a good like look to their like wind up and everything like that. So. I'm so excited for that game. It looks so gorgeous. I actually, I did not expect it to look that good. Yeah, I mean, they've been technically updating the game, uh, you know, every every expansion. And the game, now that I have a stronger computer, I, I would say the Path of Exile is probably the best looking game that I've played. Uh, maybe maybe Cyberpunk, but otherwise it would be Path of Exile. Just, I think it's, they have, it's they've that... done so much with their engine. They, they've they've been updating it, but I still think that aesthetically it's a little bland. And then like animation wise, like it, it does look good, especially um, some of the spell effects have gotten really big uh, updates over time. So some of the like screen clearing explosions and when you have like a, a, a good enough computer to run that smoothly and to have like all the like the lighting and all the animation and not have any of that turned down, like obviously looks pretty good. But um, I still think that it that, that like despite how it can look pretty technical, especially with just with all the different animations on screen, that it, it still is very dated. I, I, I can't wait for Path 2. I'm also really excited to see what they're doing with stuff like they're, they have like a shapeshifter class. Um, I, I hope that they kind of push the classes to feeling more unique instead of feeling like the class is this afterthought that is like a, st- like a stat in the, um, in the back end, and the really thing that you are is just the, the skill gems. Yeah. What else have you been playing? Uh, I finished my Valorant epilogue. I finished the epilogue for As did I. Uh, the Battle Pass. Um, so I've been playing that. The new map is coming out tomorrow. So I've actually been taking a, a break for from Valorant this week while I, uh, you know, sort of just wait for the for the new stuff to come out. Yeah. Um, so the new map I'm... is called Breeze, and it looks really gorgeous. It's a uh, Caribbean map, right? And so it, it's kind of on like this little beach. Yeah, Island. I was waiting for the swimsuit episode. So it's a swimsuit episode, um, and the other thing that people kind of notice from it, it's a good trailer, um, and uh, it looks a lot, and it's very reminiscent of Cobblestone in Counter-Strike, which is a pretty beloved map, um, just based on, like, 
it's this like uh castle looking area on the beach and uh it has like these like massive double doors that are uh very very cobblestoney i'm i'm really excited to see how it it plays out uh and i think it'll be like a really crazy addition to the game uh because it just it looks so much different like the the first three maps uh are are pretty tight like hallways um you usually have like three or four um five in some cases like actual places to go uh so so in a lot of cases that means that there's an enemy set up at the end of basically every route right like you can like in most of the original maps you can kind of have like one defender every route and the whole idea of it is like trying to as an attacker is like trading out that and then getting onto site and then taking control of it. Um, but in this map in Icebox, uh, people don't like it for this, but it's much more open, but it still kind of retains that like there's a limited number of routes. This map just feels kind of insane with the amount of routes and the kind of crisscrossing that you can do. Um, there's, there's stuff like there's a mid uh area this enclosed area that has a one-way slide that goes down to another place and has a uh a control to open up a door that you can't open up or destroy from the other side which i think is really unique i think you can open it up but but either way i mean we don't have to talk too too much about the details but definitely it is a uh uh mendo whose opinion i appreciate uh says that it is his favorite map after playing a lot of it um, so, so I'm excited for it for that reason. And just knowing that it is so different and also like aesthetically pretty, pretty pleasing. Gorgeous, like it, yeah. I mean, split is my favorite, but, but this one is, is a really nice looking map. So that'll be interesting. Also important to note that we're not getting a new character. Um, yeah, no new character. It's a little disappointing, I think, but I, I kind of expected this given like I, I've been talking about this, uh, that I kind of expected this. And some of that is based off of when they released uh, Icebox and Sky at the same time. It, 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 it kind of shit things up. Uh, they had a hard time uh, dealing with all that. It ended up being that they released Icebox and then Sky came a little bit later. There's a lot of bugs. Icebox was really buggy. Uh, Sky was buggy. Uh, yeah, as, both as of them long actually... as characters get adjusted, I think it's fine. Like, is maybe maybe they do something for Brimstone? Yeah, because I feel like Brimstone, especially, is going to feel really, really bad on this map. He feel he looks like he'd be just terrible at, in this map. I feel like one of the more basic things they can do is just give Brimstone two free charges of his smoke, and then make it five hold charges overall. I I was playing Brimstone again today. I was trying to think about like last night. I was thinking. Like man, Brimstone for, but yeah, Brimstone like is so is still so bad even after what they're trying to give him, and he doesn't really compete, and he's like the last character now that they really made Viper a strong character. He's like the last character that just doesn't make that much sense to pick overall. And I was thinking like, well, he has the five smoke, so you you get the three that you can drop all at once if you need to, and then you usually have two um that you could use afterwards and then i was playing him today and realized that no you don't you only have the three which is really weird you only have the three smokes so if you could drop them all at once uh you end up just having nothing for the rest of the round after about 15 seconds 18 seconds they are the longest smokes in the game yeah so i don't know that doesn't feel right it feels like he should have something that or maybe like kills um give him more smokes like every kill he gets uh, gives him another something like that. That's I don't. A, that's that, a duelist thing. That's a duelist thing. Um, I don't know. He he does need something. 
Yeah, maybe the answer. I think four smokes would maybe be the answer. But other than that, I don't know. I mean, his mo they made his mollies cheaper. He just, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah, it would be cool to see him buffed. Um, because I feel like he, like you said, that he's like kind of unplayable on this map. It's insane to think about how bad he looks on this map. The map is so wide open. You're not doing. It's it's going to be hard to like. There's certain small areas like the double doors that you'll be able to smoke, but a lot of it is like walking onto a big wide open site with like the heaven angles are like these huge platforms in the in like on a, like especially the a site is this massive platform. There's no way you can physically smoke it off other than like a viper maybe. Um, being able to cut off enough that site, especially with his smoke, so you'd have to use like all of his smokes in one go just to like kind of take control of that site. It just doesn't make any sense. It would be cool to see some yeah. buffs. I, I I think that it's weird, right? Because Brimstone has um, all of his abilities individually are are pretty powerful, right? Like the smokes are the the best smokes. Like they are eighteen seconds. Uh, you can't like see through them. Uh, his molly is the best molly. It does the most damage. It lasts the longest. Uh, stim, his stim beacon might seem weak, but if you think about how annoying it is to fight like an empowered reina, just like someone who, if, if they trade with you, they win because they just do more. Yeah, damage. if you body shoot, body shot. Especially, and the, and the crazy thing is, like, I agree with everything you're saying. He's like piecemeal. He's one of the strongest kits. And I always think about the stim beacon because they buff the stim beacon to not being an equip. You just throw it on the ground really quickly. So you can kind of use it a little bit like mid-fight or as you're hearing someone about to turn a corner. Um, you would think that like for uh, attacker side, he would be so strong because you can in one shot without any um, with it, without it being slow at all. Like Omen has to plant one smoke, then go back into a smoke, then plant another smoke. Um with him, with Brimstone, you could just in the the press of a button simultaneously smoke off like every area of the site that you want to, plus like throw a molly on one angle to stop people from sw swinging it. And you would think that people, your whole team, every like five people running through a stim beacon and all being mini reinas would be like one of the most broken abilities in the game, right? Wouldn't you think that everyone pushing through and getting the stim would just be like really broken that like because now if anyone just trades like you just shoot way faster than them um and it just doesn't feel like it in in practice yeah. i don't know the, the thing is like that i don't think that it's not that it doesn't feel like that i think that uh this is this is true of all these team-based games is that when when you're picking brimstone it's not about what he gives you it's about what's missing right like it's about when you pick brimstone and you don't have astra uh, you don't have her sucking ability, and you don't have like Omen's paranoia ability. Like, like it's about. Well, like, Omen, yeah, and Omen also gets smokes throughout the round. So you, so you like you can you can go to a site, feel it out, get some utility, and then if everything completely goes in the gutter, you still like can swing to the next site, and then he'll have his smokes up by then. Usually, he gets them in like forty seconds. So. Um, just brimstone being like so all or nothing. I think that's one of the worst things is like you use these abilities and there's like no going back on it. And if the enemy is able to slow you down, then the abilities aren't coming back and you're not going to be able to make a big push for another site. Yeah. Um, but, but that's kind of where I'm at on Valorant. Other than that, I've been playing more bravely default, you know, here and there. Um, I saw I you play I a little bit of Gwen in league. Gwen's out. Oh yeah. I played Gwen. She's uh, definitely like the worst character right now. <laughs> Uh, she just doesn't feel very good right now to me. Um, I only played one match, but it was uh, 
this is a pretty tough one. Um, so we'll see where that goes. I mean, top lane has never really been like my my area, my zone. And I also don't like characters uh, like that that are strictly based on like 1v1 dueling. Uh, I like characters who, who do a little bit more than that. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I like her. I like her style. I, I like the aesthetic of like the scissor, the giant scissors, the giant magical scissors. But yeah, um, haven't didn't play any uh, league this weekend. Sean was out camping, and uh, I, I got a. I actually got my got a car this weekend. Uh, a new car, a Prius Prime. Uh, so so I've been pretty busy as well. Uh, but you've played a lot of games. Have I? Haven't you? Whenever no. I look at Steam, it looks like you have all these new games in your life. Well, I, I I bought a couple new games, and they there there's I can't even think of the name. I, I I would have to. I think I was playing that like kind of a f- two new games before I went to work, and one of them was like a top down. It's like Rengeki or something like that. Devil Slayer, Roxas. Uh, it, it was like a top down roguelike uh, that has like Soulsian kind of combat of like attacking and and blocking. Um, I didn't put enough time into it to go one way or the other. All uh, right, that sounds promising. And then I, really. I, I yeah, tried. To... Like there's too many of those. Yeah, and then too what was the other one? Um, before your eyes, I think. Yep, that's the one. Uh, I played a little bit of that, and it was not doing it for me. Maybe I just need more time to put into it. Uh, it it has a kind of cool idea. Uh, it go. Uh, you use a webcam, and it tracks your face, and whenever you blink. Um, it moves the story forward. It's hard to explain how that would work. Um, but from what I had played, it starts off and you're like in this kind of afterlife with this bizarre cat man that is saying that uh, he will, uh, he has to explain to this like God why you're, you lived an honest life. And if it goes well, he gets a reward and you kind of like go to heaven or something, I guess. So you're, so what, from what I had played, you're like, living through the life of this character um and from the beginning you're just you're actually like a baby um and you're just like seeing what your parents are and uh are doing and it i had not gone far enough into it to uh again say like one way or the other about it the idea of it is so cool but i guess my webcam doesn't work i got a really old webcam i plugged it in and I, it just was not working at all. So, so are other people uh, saying that it that it like does work for them? Like, what's the yeah? General I don't consensus? think that's a. a it, it had good reviews, uh, I think, and I, I I tried. So I tried to get. No, I mean, my webcam wasn't working at all. Like, I was. I, I even went on to try and see if it was working on Discord, and it wasn't. So oh, well, it is. It. it is older. I think it is like around a decade old, and I haven't used it in the last like eight or nine years. Um, so, so I guess it just, you know, it was, it's time. It's like a, I think like a $16, like if you look on Amazon, I think I just like looked on Amazon and it was like whatever the cheapest, like the best buy option was. So that's fair. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that sounds interesting though. It's a cool idea. It's got this like, kind of like chunkier pixel style, um, or like, like low poly style. It's not pixelated. Um, and, uh, I guess it was pretty cute, I guess, like being this little baby and the your parents are it's it's a kind of like too sweet in the beginning. I'm sure it goes the other way, obviously. But in the beginning it's just all about how like your parents are just so good at being parents. They're just too cute. They just like love each other so much. It's like, "Oh, I get it." 
and it wasn't where and since it wasn't working with the, the uh blink thing this whole kind of caveat this kind of main gimmick to it uh wasn't working i was trying to think a lot about blinking while i was playing because what you do instead is you click the mouse button uh to move the way that uh that you would if you bl- if you did a blunk a big blunk but that obviously is not the same thing at all and i don't realize how often i blink i w- i think some of the game might be like trying to be conscious of it because if you like it'll get to a point you know, like it was basically like you i was watching scenes it'd be like here's a scene where dad brought home a cat and is asking the mom if it would be okay if the cat stayed and you can you see the beginning of the scene and then there'll usually be a part where you can skip it if you blink now i'm blinking like literally all the time if you think about blinking you're like you blink like 40 times in a minute pretty much like you're blinking all the time that's not that that's that's way more times maybe i am but you are blinking a lot um so as, so as a, as a gamer i actually blink very little because otherwise you're I'll just miss used my to it you miss yeah you'd miss your shots so, so because of it, uh, I was just trying to think about if I if I did bl- when when the button the prompt came up that would skip it if I blunked I would try not to blunk and because of it I usually even then I would end up blunking so I would just try and click the mouse if I did do a blunk and um, so that's not as compelling as they obviously meant it to be sure. So this is, you know, not good. Uh, this is not good review. These are not deep reviews. They're not um, indicative of the the final product. Uh, is it an early access, or is that like that one's ready to go? That one's ready to go. I think so is Rakshas or, or whatever. No, nah, those games are always early access, right? Yeah, forever. So, I mean, we got that Valorant stuff tomorrow. Is there anything else this year? That, I feel like everything that I was looking forward to this year has already kind of come out. Yeah, I don't see anything uh wild happening for the rest of the year i think it's kind of a a muted year again after this i think i guess some of that has to do with the uh i guess we never said anything about this on the podcast uh it would have been nice to know uh that we were in such a big microchip shortage because of it it feels like um people aren't getting the new consoles um, because there's, they literally don't have the ability to make the new consoles and because they don't have the ability to make the new consoles, there's a lot of games that have been in the works to be these like massive, interesting next gen games that are getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, not only due to the, to the virus, to to, to Corona, um, which is hopefully on the way out due to vaccines, but because people don't have there's, there's the the foundries, uh, for the, for microchips kind of closed down and, Everything uses microchips, so the same microchips that are being apparently used in um, smart cars are being used in the PlayStation 5, are being used in uh, PC graphics cards, are being used in everything. So everyone's fighting over that kind of stuff, and uh, it's made it so that everything is kind of getting pushed back. It is like it, it feels like such a it's going to be such a muted year. I was really excited for um outriders or whatever so and that i don't think did you play that how much of that did you i mean uh, i just i like we said i had on the last podcast i had just played the uh the demo um i I, I didn't end up getting it it felt felt fine um yeah i I actually am thinking that i'm gonna play the mass effect trilogy uh when that comes out next month i because i played the first two and i never played the third one uh which is a is a weird bad habit of mine uh of getting very far into something and then not finishing it. So, so I, oh, I plan to play through that. Huh? 
that's all of us. I do the same thing, especially like like I've seen like so much of Man in the High Castle, and I've never finished like the the recent seasons. I uh, read six Harry Potter books out of seven. Yeah. So that seven one isn't that bad. It's pretty good. I bet. So I'm gonna I'm I'm probably gonna play Mass Effect uh, trilogy when that comes out. That's next month. That's pretty soon. Um, I'm getting my next COVID shot next uh, next week. Um, so then two weeks from that, I'm fully vaccinated. I've got a I've got a car. I'm getting a bike next week, so I've got got a lot of new wheels. New wow. Nissan Life. We talked so much about things, and I feel like we we and we could have talked also about War of Whispers and uh, Steampunk Fusion. Really. Well, we definitely yeah. Uh, I don't think we have the time, but we uh, actually got together for my birthday this year, and we were able to play some games. That was cool. I know they were great. They both they they both went down so right. I think they were both pretty fun on the. The first tries, uh, and I I really enjoyed them. They're they're both games that I'd want to play again. It's it's good when you have that happen. Uh, sometimes you can end up uh, playing a game and it just has like a boring ending or something doesn't go right or um, people aren't feeling it. Uh, also, you can play a game where you're playing it the first time, so there's so many questions and like no one feels you know comfortable on the rules and uh, because of that, it doesn't feel like it's like a fair experience. But in both cases, I feel like uh, uh, once it, the first we we played two games of Steampunk. Um, is that the name of it? Steampunk Fusion. Steampunk. Rally? Steampunk Rally. Steampunk Rally. Um, and then so, the expansion is Fusion. Steampunk Rally Fusion. Steampunk so, Rally Fusion. Yeah. So um, I thought that that was a really cool. It's probably one of the most thematic games ever. Like it's basically just like this game where you're. Um, uh, what what is the terminology for? I can't think of the like you're pod you're, racing. You're well, you're you're kind of pod like pod racing. You have like a tableau, and it's kind of this your engine liter- building. literal machine, like the engine building thing that you're doing. That's based on like rolling tons of dice of colored dice. Um, I love the dice rolling. I, I I got the game specifically because I wanted a game where you throw a lot of dice at once. Yeah, and it's definitely that. But at the same time, it it feels like the good kind of randomness. Because it's a randomness that you're kind of like controlling, and you're like manip- you're you're like leveraging randomness as as a means of like getting what you want. Like it's very uh, castles of Burgundy. Yeah, it is. It's so it is just so cool the way that it, and it, there's that element to it. But um, and and you and for a game where you're building a racing, yeah. So in terms, of, yeah, in terms of thematic, we we should talk about the fact that it is like you are. Uh, playing as like these inventors from different eras and they are building these like wacky racers style like cobbled together machines in order to race across a track um yeah. And, and yeah so so there's like this old did you ever see the old hanna-barbera show wacky racers yes. um yeah and i think we talked about that a few times but that is exactly like what it it doesn't even it because it is that but it's also more it reminds me more of like pod racing and the way that like pod racing in in the pod ra- in in episode one and in the pod racing uh, part. There's like one of the pod race like one of the pods just like doesn't start. One of them just like explodes. They're all kind of like cobbled together with junk and shit, and it feels like that. If like it it is it, there's a lot of things that like cause if you take too much damage and you're not able to mitigate it, you have to jettison parts off the vehicle. Um, and uh there's you can at any point in time jettison parts off the vehicle and sometimes you need to um and it it really does have this feeling of like you're 
this machine is just like every turn you're just like you could be putting like five new parts getting a bigger machine doing all this kind of stuff then one turn happens you take a lot of damage your machine gets stripped down to like basically three parts it's like you exploded all these kind of things now you need a new engine all this kind of stuff is like happening it's just like it's so wild and like clandestine is like as you're building it it's just exploding and everything is going wrong and right at the same time it's a crazy game and it, it really is one of the most thematic games that i have ever played like it, it it they have nailed that like the aesthetic the the way it plays the 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 theme of it is exactly the way that it plays actually it is very cool in that regards yeah um and i definitely had one of those big turns where i just like exploded my machine in order to sort of like send myself propelling forward it's it's also not like a very mean game like there's not like that many take that mechanics. The ones that there are uh, feel like kind of rewarding to to both players. And it's also like one thing that I always look for in a game is that it has like a lot of um, like replayability to it. And and I feel that in this one, there's like a lot of different racetracks. There's like there's there's over thirty different characters. Uh, there's all these like modular pieces of it. There's like event event like we didn't even play with like a lot of the additional modifiers like an event deck that. Um, like adds new things that are like occurring on the field every turn. So a lot of stuff like that. So definitely, honestly, really excited to play more of it. Yeah. So that was a great game. Uh, the other game we played was War of Whispers, which I brought over. And I was really excited about it because uh, Shut Up and Sit Down really recommended it. It's, it's gotten uh, a lot of a lot of hype from other people. And it, it definitely it definitely was what I wanted. I think ultimately it is actually a really easy game. Um, and some of that is also because, similar to what you just said uh, the, in the last game, uh, it's not really that frustrating and you don't really hurt the other players that much. But the main kind of thing, and like I think it, sometimes you like read rules and it just pops off the page like this is just so awesome. And just the way the theme of this is to me amazing. So there's it, you can think of like a risk style fantasy map. Um, of like a Lord, of the, like let's say like a Lord of the Ringsy kind of like armies and or banner. Like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones right? is definitely as actually the the more appropriate one. Um, so think of like a Game of Thrones risk, and there's five houses and th- represented by like these different color banners, and they start off on the board in a certain way that they must start off on, and they all kind of are like slightly asymmetric. Um, but you aren't playing the factions. Um, you, what? oh yeah, you're, you're the master of whispers, aka, you're the Varus, you're the smart brain guy, the you're, little you're the little finger, the Peter, Lord Peter Baelish, um, you're, you're not any of the factions, in the beginning of the game, you, you have a token representing each faction, and you kind of randomize it and mix it up, and then there'll be one faction that you're devoted to, the amount of cities that that faction control, you get four times that amount in points if you're at that city if that faction does pretty poorly and they control one city you get four points if they do amazing and they get six cities you get 20 points wow that's that's more than you get more than that you get you get 24 points holy shit i gotta study my math again i'm gonna go for paramedic um anyway so you uh so all the way down to like there's the, the next one you get three points two points one point there's one faction that you'll get zero points for every city they get and there's what? one and there's one faction that you hate they oh, get no. you get negative one point the blue faction <laughs> the blue faction 
Um, so you get negative one points for every city that they control at the end of the game. Sim- very simplistic scoring. Um, and then the way that you play is that you basically have these two like council people you can send out to the councils of the faction. They all have these asymmetric things. You go in order for the factions doing these different actions of placing down troops, moving them to fight uh, different areas, um, and uh, getting drawing cards. Every faction has a unique deck of cards that basically will have like kind of one major thing that it's doing that's unique to, then uh, versus all the other factions. Um, but yeah, so so you're just you know sitting on the councils and kind of pushing the factions to do different things, um, and you get kind of like multiple turns in the same go um, to like you know either help a faction or mess with a faction or or maybe like take another f- faction and move things around so that you know it's set up for to be kind of what you want on your board on on the factions that you want to do the most well. Um, yeah. And you don't know what the other players are doing so or what they want. So you could have a thing where uh, someone goes into the, fa- the council of another faction and you're like, okay, I think that uh, James has been going into the, uh, the, the, the red uh, faction's council, the Eagles, um, a lot. Um, I'm, I'm sure he really likes them a lot. And then at one point you could just realize like, oh, no, um, I should have actually been paying more attention to this. He's just ruining this faction. He hates these people. Um, and so that's kind of a cool little element to it. It It's a really neat game. Uh, and I feel like actually one of the things I like the most about it is that for a lot of the games that we've played, I think it might be one of the most fun to just like have people play it and have like a beer and then just like not care at all about the end results. And like the real game of it would just be like the like manipulating the factions, seeing the kind of story that progresses as it goes and... Um, uh, trying to kind of guess what other people want, but you don't really like negatively. You're never like take thatting another player directly. You're like influencing these factions, so it never really feels like the way that like on an actual like uh, uh, dudes on a map game, the way that it feels like shitty when that first player draws blood. They're like, you know, you haven't done anything wrong to me, but this is the game. I have to move my troops in here and kill you because that's what the game is. I got to take some land, and then their players like, why did you do that to me? And everyone feels bad, even though that's the way you're supposed to play, you know. Yeah. So this is like you're you're not any of those factions. You don't care. You're like I'll do whatever. And no one and like people can be like, oh yikes, he just really screwed over that faction I really like. But you don't know that. It's not a direct thing that you're like. And specific. the other thing that we didn't talk about is that you can choose uh, if you want at the end of a round, you can swap the position of two factions on your board. So maybe there's this faction that uh, blue faction. starts doing really well. The and red you're faction. Like, well, I'm going to ride on the coattails, and I want I will side with the faction that's doing really well. But the disadvantage of this is that the disadvantage of this is that you have to flip the token and show everybody uh, what what faction you're flipping. So then people will know. Oh, okay. So now I, I can see a clear as day that Kirby. Uh, loves the yellow faction or or whatever right yeah uh however uh at the end of the game the ties are broken based on how many factions you remain remain secret and that is actually uh the way that our game ended is that there was a uh tie for points but one of the players did not uh reveal like they didn't reveal any of their factions they didn't adjust their board at all so they were the winner you that was me you won Uh, everything i think right I, I won one game of Steampunk Rally. 
and I won one game of War of Whispers. Oh, Paul won this first one. Yep. All right. You bet. As he would. Those those are like that. That is his style of game. Yeah, and we had a dope ass sandwich. But uh, those are both very good games, though. Those were both such good games. I'm really excited about it. It actually like it. War Whispers is a tight box. Um, doesn't take up a lot of space. I think that the rules are pretty manageable. And since it's not really, it doesn't feel like a direct take that game that people won't feel as bad playing against someone who does know the rules. And uh, like I said, like the results are like, I don't find the end of the game to be like that fascinating. It's kind of a little fun moment of like flipping over the tokens and figuring out who won and who everyone really cared about and who everyone hated. Um, But it doesn't really matter. Like I said, like I think some of the fun of it is like, that like watching the board progress and slowly watching your points rise and fall and like trying to figure out where other people are sitting on their boards and stuff. Very cool. It's a really neat game. It really pays off. And it, it is kind of like this mini Game of Thrones, but you're the the you know the 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 count the spies in the back where this like story is being trolled, but you're kind of this major player that's not even doesn't look like the major players but you're in you're you're poisoning that sounds like a lot of games that's a lot of games james oh boy that's too many games even possibly i don't know is that too many games it's a lot of games and then tomorrow i mean then tomorrow's there's breeze and oh right she's so breezy she's unbreezy what is something that astra says i'm an ungabunga killer man what's that thing i'm on a higher plane shall i yep uh, those are the games. This is WTDG Podcast. You can find us on the internet at WTDGpodcast.com. You can also find us on Spotify. That's where that's where Kirby tunes in. Kirby uh, re-listens to all of these episodes on Spotify. Uh, I, gotta get, I was thinking about getting a Spotify account. I just got an Acorns account. Wait, you don't have a Spotify account? That's, that, that is why. Where do you listen to music? YouTube. You just listen to all your music on YouTube, always. Yeah. Is that like because you hate like the man? No, it's because I'm slow to adapt, and uh, I I don't know. I do this in, inefficient way of uh, I, on my commute. I will like sometimes I'll be like listening to like tutorial videos or explanations, or like recently I've been listening to a lot of uh, uh, breakdowns of like how bad Game of Thrones got um, and why like they. Really bad. They, they really ruined every single plot line. My, my favorite feature from Spotify actually is the Discover Weekly playlists where they just kind of, you know, they know what you've been listening to. So they just assemble a playlist of, of music that is similar to that that you might like. And that's where I find a lot of my, my music. So that's what I should be doing, Discover Spotify. Uh, I'm into it. I mean, I'm into the Discover Weekly. I, I also, we have like, I have a, like a joint account with Alyssa. So that that's nice. Also, there's like an account, like you can roll in a Hulu and Spotify account together as like a little combo deal. So I know a lot of people do that. Nice. You've been really into this uh, Porter Robinson recently. Yeah, I love Porter Robinson. Um, He recently came with Nurture, I think. I haven't seen, I haven't listened to the album yet, but I've listened to the the kind of singles that had come out. um, And he's gotten a lot of recognition. He's getting big. He's on the radio and stuff now. That's good for him. Other than that, I've been listening to uh friend of the show sran ex-co-host uh sent me a list uh sent me a mix of his favorite jams right now and the the uh jams that i took off that mostly that i really loved is garen beck i think that's how you pronounce it but i don't speak korean um who is a uh korean like solo artist and particularly um love game and 
out of everything that I've listened to of hers, what I like the most is the song Square. Um, they are, I think, is like she is so talented. Really, really good. That's what I've been listening to. Nice. That, uh, I, I got back into Anamanaguchi, just listening to like older Anamanaguchi again and Endless Fantasy. Always, there's always time for that. Um, they'll never get old to me. I've been listening to the uh, new Purity Ring album. It's not new at this point. It came out last year, but I was uh, I waited a, a good long time for it. What was the What was the So let me. This is matters to very few people, but uh, their former their last album came out in 2015. Uh, so it took them five years. Uh, it's a really good album. It came out in 2020. Other than that, just uh, same stuff I'm always listening to. Which we don't really talk much about music, but been really into Wolfpack the last few years. And I was listening I... to some Wolfpack, and I, I should listen to more of it. I was listening a lot to just the songs that you had showed me, um, particularly LAX. That's I really a good like. one. Um, and they're kind of, I, I've been playing a lot of drums, and I've been having fun drumming along because it's, it's groovy, kind of like jammy stuff. So Yeah. Also into uh, Briston Maroney. Never uh, heard of it. Not a very not not a super popular artist, um, but but I've been he put out a new album recently that I've been I've been listening to that I recommend. How many listens does he have? He has actually he's as popular as Porter Robinson, two point eight million listens. So there you go. Yeah, they have nearly identical listener counts. Wow. You know what they say? Birds of feather flock together. Uh, that's a you mean like the Wolfpack song, Birds of a Feather flock together. Birds of a feather we rock together. That's oh, nice. The song. And if we got a problem, we talk together. Oh, that's 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 pretty good. That is good. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, James. I don't remember. Do you know? <laughs> I've been waiting to see if you like. It almost feels like you forgot what you're supposed to do. Like at any point in time, like even before we were talking about music, I was just thinking he's going to go into the outro where he says you can you can find us on uh, podcast. You can find us on. Po- you did that. Oh, you I did. did that already. Okay. Thank. Speaking of music, I, that's how I talked about Spotify. Oh. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I guess you did. That's how you you went into the Spotify thing. Speaking of Spotify, um, maybe I don't know if this is true. You can find Bumper on Spotify, can you? Uh, yeah, you sure can. Of course you can. Oh wow, that's well. You can find them there. You can find them at YouTube, and at, on YouTube you can find the links to all their merch. Thank you, Bumper and Ryan Galloway, for the use of your music. We use the intro and outro. You can get it off the new album, Pop Songs 2020. Excellent. You. Yep. You can get it. You can get it. And he's got some new music coming out. Very exciting. Uh, some new collaborations. Feel the island breathe. All right. Take it sleazy, Ryan. To the moon. <laughs> There's no context oh, yeah, for this anymore. Good. Yeah. 